Hello and welcome to the Live Life Golden Show. This is episode 68, 10 powerful things you need to know to improve your manifesting game. I'm pumped about this one because I get really passionate about the actual laws of the universe. I know how they work. I know the intricacies and I've been able to read energy in such a way that I can can convey it to you so that you can really and truly understand it and use it to your greatest potential, to your greatest benefit. So this morning I had posted about why I'm so excited about the laws of the universe and all of the different things that I have manifested through using these laws and how I have applied them. As I'm doing this post, I realize, oh my goodness, I want to do a series on this. So so I'm throwing it out there. July 11th, I'm going to start a little mini series. It's going to be four weeks long. Uh, The cost is going to be $147, and you can break that up over four weeks if you need to. It's like 40 bucks a week. And we're going to do this together where you're going to actually leave that four weeks really understanding the laws of the universe and how you can apply them to anything you're looking to manifest. I'm going to help you clean up each subject of your life, let you know where you are vibrationally on that plane. Um, Everything that I offer, all the programs that I offer, my creative program, my Ignite the Fire Within program, all those programs come with writing prompts, guided meditations, and energy releases that I do through recordings. So there won't be any Zooms. And the reason why I do that is because I think it makes people a little bit more comfortable. But I will send you the videos um, and we'll be doing those teachings through those four weeks. I also open a group. So the group is the community support piece of it. So join me. I'm really pumped about this. It's going to be amazing. We're going to do the basics of the law of attraction. I'm going to help you break down how the energy is working in your life and why you might not be able to, you know, may not up until now have been able to manifest what you're looking to manifest. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm I'm super pumped. I love when I have these ideas and I just go, woo, we're doing this. All right. So that's how this conversation today got kicked off is let's go in. Let's look at the intricacies of law of attraction, universal law, and where you might be getting tripped up. I'm going to give you the 10 things. So I always like to start off where you are. So vibrationally, you know, in the in the world of law of attraction and in um, what you have heard from other teachers, they teach you thoughts become things. I'm sure you have heard thoughts become things. I'm sure you have also heard that which is like itself is drawn, right? These are the things that we always hear about law of attraction. So we have to think first about our beliefs. And I'm going to really break this down so you understand. So what are your beliefs about manifesting? What are your beliefs about yourself in the manifestational world? Have you tried? Do you think I'm not a good manifester? Do you think I'm a bad manifester, right? I My last show, episode 67, was amazing on if you feel like an unlucky person, how to change your luck, how to get luck on your side. So how do you feel about manifesting in general? Have you shown yourself through your life experience, even through just the smallest things, that you do have these capabilities? 
I'm going to tell you right now, you absolutely have these capabilities. There's just some things that you need to shift and they're usually very small millimeter shifts that you need to make in order to help yourself to feel good so that you can start manifesting because it's all about the feeling. It's all about your mood and it's all about the state that you walk around in every day. And your state is your mood. It's your vibration. It's the energy that you're sending out. And that all starts within. It starts with a thought. So I started thinking about this and I was like, okay, it starts with the thought, right? The first thing that happens is a thought. And all thoughts don't manifest, thank goodness. They're not they're not powerful enough. But each thought has 16 seconds before it catches another thought like it, before it attracts another thought like it. And then at 68 seconds, your emotion is evoked. And that's when you start actually creating physical manifestation. Because remember, emotions are energy in motion. Now, you may feel like I'm repeating myself like I have in other shows, but man, we got to drill this stuff. We got to drill this stuff in. We got to remember it and we got to keep it at the forefront of our minds because what happens is our minds are very crafty and our minds like to distract us from this stuff. They like to, the mind likes to keep you safe in the same. So knowing this stuff is going to have you bypass the mind and the old ways of thinking. So it's going to want to bring you back. It's going to want to keep you where you've been. So that's why, you know, repetition is the way to learning. Repetition is the way to knowing and becoming the wisdom that this stuff imparts. So it's always good to remind yourself. So the emotion is energy in motion. So I started thinking about this. So then you have the emotion and then the belief is kicked off, right? Like, the emotion and the belief um, are actually what conducts the energy. But then I started thinking, the belief actually comes first because our belief are, is what actually evokes the thought. So this is interesting. Think about this for a minute. All right, let's say you see a person, right? Let's say it's an older woman, maybe 85 years old, kind of frail, and she's walking around the grocery store, shuffling, we used to call my grandma, shuffler, shuffling around the grocery store. And you look at this woman and you have a thought about her, whether you feel sorry for her, or you feel like she's in your way, you're frustrated by her, or you feel like she might need help. You have that thought. Well, that thought was actually evoked from a belief. Your belief about seniors, your belief about older people, your belief about what it means to get older. And because of that, that's where the emotion starts to come in. So your beliefs really are the foundation that creates everything. It's not thoughts that become things. It's your beliefs that become things. And it's your emotions that actually drive the energy and the beliefs. Now, the beautiful thing about beliefs is they're just thoughts that you keep thinking. Many of them are super foundational. So remember, they're formed by the time you're five or seven years old. So beliefs may feel like they're you. Like my beliefs are my identity, and I don't know how to conduct life if I don't believe this. And that's false. That's like totally 
That is totally putting yourself in a box where you can never see. And, and this is why I also, you know, can see many different perspectives in the world and I let people believe what they want to believe. And I never try to convince anyone of anything different. And if you're doing that, especially on Facebook, man, oh man, are you inviting a lot of drama, especially lately with the recent stuff going on. I stay away from it. I have my feelings. I have my beliefs. No one really needs to hear what they are. You are never going to convince anyone by putting up a Facebook post to change their beliefs. And this is why. Our beliefs are foundational. And because our beliefs are what actually creates, our belief is what attracts energy to us, attracts information to us. So what we believe is what evidence comes to us. Does that make sense? So if you are tuned into a radio station that says the sky is blue, all the information that comes to you will solidify that the sky is blue, right? Simple, simple, you know, simple thing. But this is how it goes. This is why we've got separation in our world and division in our world, because we've got belief systems that were formed over time, usually from people in our experiences, usually from experiences in our experiences. And those beliefs are actually what is creating. I always love to use the DMV. I know I've used this experience, this, um, this example before, but you know, most people believe going to the DMV is hell. I have completely changed that. And I know other people who have changed it. I've actually talked to them recently. And if you tune into a different station with going to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you will have a different experience. However, you've got a lot of momentum in that, especially if you've had bad experiences there that needs to change. So your vibration, your state, your mood has to be different walking into that. Same thing with your job. If you're waking up every day and you are hating your job, walking in there, you're going to get more and more evidence to hate your job. So you kind of have to do this incrementally because there is momentum. And the greatest thing that changes everything is your response. So you get to work, something happens that normally sets you into a really bad mood. Instead of being in a bad mood, if you just kind of shrug it off and go, you know what? It's okay. I'm okay. And you take a deep breath and you relax about it the next moment is going to be different than every day before that because you're deciding to change your response, which changes energy. All right, so we got to start with where we are. There's a few things when it comes to manifesting that I just kind of want to expose. One thing is mantras. Now, mantras or affirmations are something that I learned a few years ago when I was in network marketing. They absolutely, without a shred of a doubt, do not work if you don't feel them. If you're just, because they say, oh, you know, repetition. If you say it enough times, your subconscious is going to believe it because your subconscious doesn't know what's real and what is just imposed by you. 
your subconscious is not going to grab anything that doesn't feel like energy. So if you're just saying these things and you're not really affirming them with your energy field, they're just words. They're empty words. I've had lots of people do this and I hear them say things and I'm like, it's empty. Like I can feel the energy around it. It's very empty. Unless you're feeling it, unless you're excited about it, unless you're shouting it from the rooftops, there's not enough energy conduction for a mantra or an affirmation to work. The great thing about mantras is, however, they can be really productive in interrupting thoughts that cause you to tune into crappy radio stations. So if you've got a mantra every day when you wake up, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, and you change it to my job is okay, it's leading me to more. If you're doing that and you're soothing yourself into a better vibration, then absolutely that works. But if you are affirming, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, and you feel broke and you're constricted and you're upset about your bank account and you're dreading your bills, it's not going to work because there's not enough physical evidence to make you truly believe in that affirmation. You've got to believe it. You've got to look for evidence of it. Um, thinking, wishing, and hoping absolutely separate you from the energy. And this is why those are all lackful. Thinking, you know, thinking about it, just thinking about it. Oh, I wish that would happen. Oh, I hope that happens. It's all a lackful vibration. It's all subject to failure. Trying is subject to failure. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to think like it's going to work out, right? Those are all, they're better than like, you know, complete worry, but they're not the conduction of energy that you want to really move the energy in your favor. Putting things way out in the future. We all do this, right? Like we visualize five years from now or we visualize 10 years from now because it's too big. You know, if you're really thinking about big stuff, like I want to live in a beach house and I want to be a millionaire and I want to be famous, all of those things, if you put them way out into the future, there's not enough conduction of energy for that to happen. So you've got to start with your present day reality and say, what can I do to activate the energy in the direction of that? Um, I'm going to. Okay. So when we're doing, so what I learned when we were doing affirmations in our network marketing company, and this is something that is really important to understand. When you say, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be this. It doesn't put it in present day reality. It's putting it again out into the future and it's subject to all the energy in the future. So if you really want to you know, really profess something, really own something, really become something, you have to say, I am. I am abundant, not I am going to be abundant, not I am going to be rich. I am rich. I am wealthy. How are you rich? You know, there's richness in all of our lives. You can look around and you can feel the richness of your life through the beauty of nature, for through the tone of music, through the love of a loved one's eyes. I mean, there's richness in all of our lives if we look for it. 
And if you activate more of that richness, the money just comes because it's part of that vibration. You know, money isn't necessarily richness, right? We know lots of people that have money that don't necessarily live a rich life. Okay. Having a different frequency than the manifestation itself. So having this different frequency of the manifestation is like, okay, so I want to manifest something. I want to, let's say I want to manifest, I'm just going to use my California thing because that's an easy one and that's something that I was able to conquer. So when I was back in Connecticut and I wanted to live in California, there were many days of me wishing, hoping, and praying. There were many days of me living in the lack of that manifestation and not feeling like <clears throat> it was possible, not feeling like I had no idea. You know, you, you get yourself in these moments where you're like, how is that even going to happen? How are we going to take our whole life that we've ever known and move it 3,000 miles away and have enough money and have income and have a home and make and help our kids to feel settled, right? Like that was too big. It was too big of an aspiration for me to wrap my brain around. So there was a lot of wishing and hoping that slowed that energy, energy field down for a little while. And I'm not saying that it didn't happen when it was supposed to because I truly believe in that. I believe in destiny. So the difference between the frequencies, so what I started to do was instead of being miserable, instead of being very sad that I was in another snowstorm, what I started to do is I started to feel <clears throat> happy. I started to feel content. I started to feel peaceful. I started to do things that would make me feel comfort. And I meditated on the ocean waves. I imagined myself in California. And until I came here to visit, which was the September before we moved, we moved that following June, so almost a year before that, <clears throat> we visited and I was able to feel the energy here. Once I was able to feel the energy here, it was much easier to take those visualizations and actually see myself here. I often had moments, and I don't know if they were psychic or not. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I always say I'm kind of psychic, where I would feel myself standing in the sun outside of my home, and it is the home I live in now. Like I remember the palm tree that's there, and I remember I can stand outside my door now and feel what that felt like. I can sit in Laguna Beach and remember what it felt like to sit on a picnic table when we were visiting and go, this is my home. I can feel those feelings again and know that I was starting to conduct energy that was me, that was acting as if me living in California. So you have to become that which you're looking for. I know this is really, this is deep stuff because this is identity creation. So this is how would I feel? How would I act if it was already happening? All right. So these are the ways that we hold ourselves apart from that energy. Um, feeling low, feeling impatient, feeling constricted, Feeling closed off. Okay, closed off, like thinking that it can only happen one way or that it can't happen at all, that it's totally impossible. Bored. <laughs> I added drunk, 
stoned, <laughs> you know, like when you're just like, oh, you're apathetic. So you're just like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink because I can't live my dreams. So I'm just going to get drunk. Um, unfocused, unmotivated, jealous, you know, jealous of other people who are actually living it. Desperate, apathetic kind of goes with drunk. Um, in what's, uh, What's promoted? Okay, so this is what we need to do to get out of those feelings. So look at what you're looking to manifest and and grab on to what the state is about it. Grab on to what the mood is about it. And if it's low, you know, if it's desperate, if it's, you know, wishing and hoping and you're in the lack of it constantly, you've got to let it go for a little while. You got to just let it go for a little while. You got to clean up the energy field around it. And then, you know, this is what you're promoting. That's the energy that you're promoting. That's the energy that you're conducting. And we have to change that energy field if we want manifestation to happen. Now, I just want to say manifestation will happen anyways, even if you are in these lower places. It does happen. It absolutely happens. Like this is when, you know, people are super desperate. I heard this one story once. I used to watch those lottery shows all the time, how the lottery changed my life. And a lot of those stories actually are not, they don't have happy endings. And the reason why is because the people weren't really in the alignment and vibration of abundance. So they win the money and they do stupid things with it. And then they're pretty much broke or they end up owing the government so much money that they can't pay it back. And then they end up worse off than they did before they won the lottery. So there was this one woman and they, you know, they were, they were good people. Like they had added a lot of value to a lot of people's lives and they were living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, they were, they were not doing well. And this daughter of this woman had said to her, she said, Hey mom, buy a lottery ticket. It was like Christmas Eve or something, buy a lottery ticket. And she was like, all right. She bought a lottery ticket. She won $150 million. Okay. So yes, she was not in the vibration of abundance. She was not in the alignment of abundance. Maybe her daughter was, but this was the interesting thing about it. She said she bought a fountain and they showed the fountain. They had moved to a new house, but they were renovating their old house for their daughter. So they still had the old house. They had a fountain in the front of the house. And she said, feng shui, that water was flowing money into her house and created a belief system that money was coming. And don't you know, I got a fountain in the front of my house. I absolutely do. There's certain things with feng shui that I totally believe in. And this is the thing about anything. If you believe it, it becomes, right? So my fountain is always full. It's always flowing. It's always flowing towards the front door to bring that money in. So, um, you know, little things like that. Why not? I look at my fountain. I think of abundance. I think that's a good thing, right? That's alignment. That's, that's visualization. That's focus. So anything like that can kind of up-level your, your experience and bring more money in. And I have to say, since we put that fountain there, I have made more money. So it's working. And it doesn't matter if it's because of the fountain or not. It's working. <laughs> right? It's like the placebo effect. It doesn't matter if it's a placebo or not, if it's working. Right? Your mind is so freaking powerful that when you believe in something, it absolutely creates. Your belief is 
the engine. It's the energy that creates. All right. So visualization. Visualization is something that I kind of changed. So visualizing vision boards, all good stuff. And the reason why they're good stuff is because vision boards and visualization is all about focus, right? It's all about clarity. The issue with vision boards and visualization is, again, it's the feeling. If you don't have a lot of feeling behind it, you're not really going to create from it. So in order to get a visualization to really align you, I love Joe Dispenza's YouTubes. He does great YouTubes on getting you to visualize your future. Um, Michael Bernard Beckwith actually calls it visioning, which I love. And this is how Michael describes it. He says, when you go into a vision, instead of trying to make the vision out to be yours, you open yourself up and you co-create it with the universe. You co-create it with God's source. So it becomes bigger than you could have imagined. And in that envisioning, you feel it. You actually feel yourself there. I just had a super deep meditation I did with Joe Dispenza today. And I felt it like energetically, I could feel that my body changed. And Joe always says during meditation, your state needs to change. If you're meditating and you're feeling exactly the same as you went into your meditation, not a lot is happening. Your state needs to change. You need to feel elevated. You need to feel that the energy field has changed from you going in and clearing yourself. I know a lot of people who meditate and they're still spazzes, like they're still worried, they're still anxious, and they're still a little bit crazy. And I'm like, never want to say that anyone meditates wrong, but if you're sitting in meditation and you're letting your monkey mind just have thought after thought after thought, that meditation is not going to be as productive as one where you let go of the thoughts, where you learn how to let go, where you learn to focus on your breath, where you learn to have some zero state awareness, like they they call it in quantum physics. Zero state awareness is when there's nothing here. And it might only be for a few seconds. It might be for a few minutes. It doesn't matter. That zero state awareness is where everything is created from. So your goal in meditation is really to release it all, to let go, to release thought, and to get into that blissful state. All right. So The Secret. We all know the movie The Secret. If you haven't watched the movie The Secret, I would highly recommend it because it was definitely the beginning of my journey. I listened to, I watched The Secret. It was a big thing because of Oprah there for a little while. But I watched The Secret, I want to say maybe 15, 16 years ago. I don't know. Time is going by so fast. Might have been 11 years ago. Um, yeah, it was before the it was before the crash of 2008, 2009. So it was probably more like 2006, 2007. So I watched The Secret and I thought about the car that I wanted. So at the time, I was driving a Honda Odyssey. I've had every Honda under the planet, um, on the planet, not under the planet. Um, so I was driving Honda Odyssey, you know, my living room on wheels, never really wanted a minivan. I had four kids. The minivan made the most sense. It was amazing. You hit the button, the doors slide open. I could get the babies out. It was great for traveling. It was great. Feeling sexy in it. 
not so much. But at that point in my life, you know, the, the salesman said to me, you are a soccer mom. That's what you are. Just embrace it. And I was like, you know what? He's right. And I ended up really liking that car and we, we had it for a long time, but I wanted, I really wanted an SUV. They just came out with the Honda Pilots. So I had this vision in my mind of the Pilot that I wanted. It was blue. It had a sunroof. It had leather seats. Um, the whole thing, right? So one day, so I'm doing the secret and I'm visualizing and I'm imagining and I'm creating and I don't, I believe my husband knew that I wanted the pilot, but I didn't give him any details whatsoever. So the problem I have with the secret is that the guy sat in his car, sat in his house and visualized this car and it showed up in his driveway. And I think that that did a big disservice for a lot of people because it made people think that they could do this so easily and so literally that when people sat in their homes and visualized this car and it didn't come, they thought, oh, that crap doesn't work. That's just woo-woo and it doesn't work. And I think that it did manifestation a huge disservice. I think there's other teachers out there that have done a disservice to law of attraction by saying, oh, if we're just happy, if we just feel happy all the time and, you know, we ignore our fears and we ignore our financial struggles and we just get happy, then we're going to be fine. And the truth is you've got vibrations underneath that are creating. And that's what we tried to do for many years. Be happy, put on a happy face. You know, we were doing our network marketing business. We were hitting it hard. We were trying to be passionate. We were trying, trying, trying. And our whole world was crumbling underneath us. Bankruptcy, house foreclosure, cars repossessed, all of it. I remember when our, okay, so just getting back to the pilot story, uh, one day that pilot showed up in my driveway. So it does work. It absolutely does work, but it doesn't work, I don't believe, to the extent that the secret made it look. I, I just think as much as that did work for me, I think there's more activation of energy that needs to happen. And also, you know, in the beginning of your manifestation game, when you first start manifesting, the manifestations come fast and they come quick and they're big. They're big. And the reason why is because you're in the very beginning of it. So you've got a lot of faith, you've got a lot of excitement, and you don't have a lot of resistance around stuff. You're just kind of, you're like, oh my goodness, we're doing this and it's working. And you kind of get ramped up. And when you ramp up the energy, there's a book out by, um, oh, I'm not going to remember her name, but the name of the book is Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. That was a fantastic book to read in the beginning of our journey. And it fueled us. It ramped us up. We started running our energy fields, which means you're in visualization. You're talking about it. You're excited about it. You're in passion. So when you're in the beginning of the game, a lot of things manifest. And I believe that's why that manifested for me in such a way. Now, as much as that manifestation was amazing, there was a car payment attached to it. So it wasn't a straight up manifestation. You know, somebody didn't just hand me a car. My husband gave me a car that we had to pay, I think it was like $650 a month for. So as we go through and the car is wonderful and I love it so much, we go through the few years that we did and that car ended up getting repossessed. And we were actually on a call, on a business call 
with a team, another team, and we were in excitement and, you know, we're feeling really good. And this guy comes to take my car out of the driveway. Yeah. So you can't ignore these things. You can't ignore the financial stuff that's going on around you. You have to deal with it. And that is one of the biggest lessons I learned from what we went through was if you don't deal with your financial crap, it will crumble underneath you. So taking responsibility for it, calling your car company, calling your electric company, and dealing with the fact that you need help at that time, you will be supported. But if you try to ignore it and act happy and be like, oh, I'm such a good manifester, it's not. there's not an alignment, a strong enough alignment with the energy field to really make that work for you. All right. So this is how we become really strong manifestors. These are the 10 things that are going to make you more powerful, the 10 most powerful things that you can do. And I may add a few in here and there because, you know, I have a lot to say. The very first thing is worthiness. And this is why. So in the beginning, um, you don't have to feel truly worthy. You don't. But you do have to have that excitement towards the manifestation process to actually activate the energy. Where the worthiness comes in is when you start receiving. When you start receiving things, when you start receiving money, when you start receiving abundance, not feeling like it's not going to last. I remember feeling that way for a while. I remember feeling fearful around our financial condition when it started to improve again, that it wasn't going to last because you have like PTSD when you go through these financial challenges and you get a little scared and you get a little constrictive and you want to, you know, you want to put money away and you want to make sure that there's going to be that, you know, that nest egg and that, you know, rainy day fund and all of that stuff. So I get it because there's that PTSD. So it took me a little while to heal from that, to journal and to heal from that. Um, I remember when I went to go, I actually had gotten a car from my husband's dad. He co-signed for me. This was one of the miracles when I manifested $10,000. And he had co-signed a car for me. I got this little tiny Mazda and it was cute and it was fine. And I remember him saying to me one day, I have to get that car loan out of my name because I want to buy a car and that's messing me up. So I went to go pay it. I was looking to see how much it would cost to pay it off. And our credit scores still were not great by then. And it was $10,000 to pay off this car that was like kind of old. Like we got, you know, the loan rate was not great. So I ended up manifesting $10,000 and, um, in that manifesting of $10,000, I manifested the $10,000, I paid off the car, and then the engine blew, not that far after, not that long after. Great. So by that time, our you know our credit had restored a little bit, and I went to go look for another car. And I'm driving, I don't really know what I want, and I'm not feeling truly worthy of anything above like a Mazda at this point. I wanted a Mercedes. I wanted a Mercedes for a long time. So I, you know, I thought about that, but I didn't feel worthy of it. I didn't feel like I could afford it. I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't feel worthy of it. So I went to a car dealership and I actually found an Infinity. Um, really great cars, awesome cars. Loved that car. Uh, the funny thing is, I paid as much for that Infinity that I probably would have a Mercedes, but I kept myself from it because I didn't truly feel worthy 
to drive a Mercedes. So it would be like another seven years before I stepped into that worthiness. So worthiness is a big deal. It's a big deal when it comes to receiving and it's a big deal when it comes to living in abundance. Because if you don't feel worthy, if you grew up in a house, you know, where wealthy people were looked down on and abundance was not, you know, something that you ever lived, you may have a hard time feeling worthy of abundance coming into your life. You may have a hard time having the confidence to create something that really creates worthiness in the world, in your value, in what you put out into the world. So worthiness is a big one. The way to work on your worthiness, this will definitely be in my four-week program that I'm about to launch that I don't even have the name of yet. Um, on July 11th, I believe that's going to launch. There will be a whole section on worthiness. I do a writing prompt. I have you journal. I do a release work on this because worthiness is like an epidemic because we don't grow up believing in our true worthiness. Many of our religions tell us that we're not worthy. You know, many of the, our religions say we're born as sinners. Like there's a lot of energy about us being unworthy that we have to break free from. We've got to break free from these social programmings. We've got to break these generational cycles and we have to step into feeling worthy for who we are, not for what we do. Uh, the confidence is in the power center. So this is something else we'll work on. Your power center is in your solar plexus, which is actually in your abdomen. This is why we feel things in our gut. You know, we get that feeling in our gut. Um, that power center is all about, you know, how many times have we been wounded? How many times have we been bullied? How many times have we stuck up for ourselves? How many times have we used our voice? That's how you know if your power center is in check and how confident you are in the world, how you walk around, how you present, how you conduct, how you socialize with people all comes from that power center and how confident you are in the being that you are today, in what you're doing today. If you don't feel confident, if you feel shy, if you feel antisocial, all of that stuff can be released and healed and dealt with through journaling, writing prompts, and releases. That meditation, healing, and journaling is like A number one when it comes to worthiness and self-confidence. Also, you know, the, the fact of self-confidence is you'll never actually create self-confidence by wishing and hoping to do things. You only create self-confidence by showing yourself. You only create self-confidence by actually manifesting things. So it's really important to put yourself out there. Many people won't dream. They won't desire. They won't try to manifest because they don't want to be disappointed. I've had many people that have gone through my programs that said, I really wish I didn't know about this stuff. I'm like, well, you can't go back now. Uh, so you might as well make it work for yourself. You might as well figure it out because you're going through it now. And because you know so much now, you have the ability to create what you're looking to create. The activation of the energy is number three. Okay, so we have worthiness one, confidence two, activation of the energy is three. What can I do in the direction of my dreams? What can I do? What can I do to activate something? Um, can I, if, if uh, let's say you want to go to Hawaii, 
Can I look at pictures of Hawaii? Can I put the date of when I'm going to Hawaii on the calendar? Can I book plane tickets? Like, do I have enough in my credit cards or do I have enough in my life experience to book the trip a year from now? Um, Do I have enough left over every week to save for Hawaii? Do I, is there a habit, here you go, is there a habit that I can give up that I can give that money to, to go to Hawaii? I know lots of people, I'm in that one year no beer group that give up alcohol and then they put that money away and you would not believe how much money they save from not drinking. It's amazing. Smoking, drinking, um, scratch off tickets. I don't know. What's your bad habit? Junk food, eating out, all of that stuff could be could curtail down so that you can actually create your dreams. Now, I'm not saying to constrict to create your dreams, but I'm saying where there's a will, there's always a way. So that's number three. What can I do to activate the energy? I'm doing, I'm working on my creative program right now. It's open, baby. So if you want to be in, if you want to create a book, if you want to create a website, a business, a painting, um, whatever, we're doing it all. Poetry, it's all happening. Uh, that program will stay open because, again, those are recordings and writing prompts and all stuff that I can send you on your own timeline. And there's also a community support group open for that. That's $200 a month for two months. And if you're looking to publish a book, it's probably going to go beyond that because I'm going to take you all the way to the end and get you self-published. So if you're looking to do that, it's the activation of energy of that. What can I do? I have someone working right now on um, creating a business. So I'm giving the exact steps what you need to do. Okay, she says, what do I do now? Okay, do this. Okay, do this. Open a Facebook page, create create a cover photo, create a name. Let's brainstorm. How much is this gonna cost? How is this gonna work? This is how we activate energy and this is how we actually create. So that's number three. Number four, act as if. This is identity creation and I freaking love it. Identity creation is one of my favorite things. I got a lot of that from Fred Dodson's book, Parallel Universe of Self. Um, I highly recommend listening to it because reading it, it's a little, it's a little dense. Um, and it's a little out there. I'm not going to lie. Fred Dodson is who he is out there in the coolest way possible. Acting as if is how can I feel more like the person who's already living it? So here's a great example. If you were to wake up tomorrow and you knew you had the winning lottery ticket and you didn't, you didn't cash it in yet, you just have that ticket in your hand, how would you feel? You don't have the money yet, but how would you feel? So this is how we get into the acting as if. Would you dress different? Would you act different? Would you be in a good mood? Pretty sure you would. Would you have an issue when your electric bill came? Probably not. Would you book that vacation? You absolutely would. So start acting as if. This doesn't mean we spend money we don't have, but it means how do I act as if that person who's already done it, who's already won the lottery, who's already created a successful business, who's already become what they say they want to be? If it's weight loss, if you want to lose weight, what would a person who wants to lose weight do? Would they sit on the couch eating potato chips every night? Probably not. Would they get up every day and make excuses for their gym time and not show up to the gym? 
absolutely not. So you have to become that person. You know, that person would go to the gym. That person would be on a nutrition program. That person would eat healthy. That person would stop eating after a certain time of night. Um, So there's things that you can do to act as if, and then before you know it, you're absolutely going to be living in that identity. Love identity creation. Number... Yeah, total elation. That's what I put there. Total elation would be the feeling of winning the lottery, right? Like, think about this, like $100 million or, I mean, even $8 million, right? Like, I always go big, like $50 million, $100 million. What would that feel like? And, you know, one of the things that I realized when, when it comes to, like, big money like that is, A, first of all, are you vibrationally aligned with that? Is that something that you can handle? Because handling that means you, um, you know, there's – you know, there's a lot to handle when it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to big money like that. So it's kind of like managing in your mind, like how would that work? And do I have the right financial people in line? And do I have the right, you know, do I have the right energy in line? Do I have the right clothes for that? You know, am I dressing the way? Like if I was a millionaire, how would I dress? I know a lot of wealthy people that dress like homeless people, quite honestly. Is that how you would dress? Like, you know, would you dress like Hugh Hefner? Would you be in your pajamas all the time? I don't know. Um, How would you be? How would you be? How would you act? How would you feel? Those are the questions that you have to ask if you want to align with the energy. Number five, add value to the world and to others. So when you add value, you create value. And the law of compensation says, when I create value, it will come back to me. It's the law of karma, right? Like give and receive, whatever I give. We don't give to get. It's adding value because value is what we are. Because value is what we can add to the world that we live in. And because we add value, we receive value. That's how it works. But you have to do it from a certain energy field. You can't give to get. You can't give from an empty, resentful place. You can't overgive and be in balance and respect and expect to receive if you don't feel worthy of it or if you don't know how to receive. I know lots of people that don't know how to receive. Receive those gifts. Receive those compliments. Say thank you. Um I had a guy compliment me today and he said something about I have brains and beauty galore. And I said, wow, that's a really nice compliment. <laughs> Whatever. Great. You know, I'm just glad that he said I have brains. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need that, but it feels good. That's value in the world. That that actually is confirmation to me that I'm adding value in the world, right? All right. So number six, everything is energy, including your moods, your state, your thoughts. Those are all foundational energies. Everything is energy. So all the energy that you're feeling, all the energy that you're giving, all the energy that you're receiving, that is all energy around you. So if you can think about your field as energy, right? If you can think about your your life is a field. It's the quantum field of energy. And if you can watch the energy field and take your cues from the energy field, then you will be such a powerful creator. I'm always watching energy. I'm always letting the energy tell me the next step to take. I'm always letting the energy tell me if that's the way to go 
or if that's the path of least resistance, or if that's what feels the best to me, because that's the most important. If you're taking your cues from other people and you're allowing other people to make decisions for you, um, you know, it's easy to do, especially in a marriage. So, you know, my husband and I have been together for like 37 years. I bounce at almost everything off of him. And he does the same with me. Maybe not everything, but we do bounce a lot of things off of each other because we respect each other's intuition. So if I want to do something and he is super resistant to it, it doesn't mean I won't do it, but I will consider that. I will consider that. And unless he has a change in his field and the resistance, you know, moves, because there has been times where he was resistant and then the energy opened up and he couldn't be resistant anymore, like moving to California or buying my Mercedes. Like all of a sudden he just kind of let go and came on board. And then I know, but if he stays resistant and he actually, what he says to me creates the energy in my mind where I'm like, oh yeah, he's actually right. Then that's where I conduct from because we're we're a partnership. And if it's not going to work for him or if it's not going to work for our family, I have to take that into consideration because it's not my life is not just me. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of people in this life. So <clears throat> when he, you know, shares something with me, I take that into consideration. It's part of the energy field for me and his intuition is really spot on. It's usually totally spot on. So that's worth considering or if you have a really good friend. I don't I don't necessarily take all the opinions of others. In fact, if somebody tells me, "Oh my god, that was the worst thing I ever did and going to the DMV is the worst thing I ever have to do." I will listen to that. <clears throat> but I will also say that's not how I create. That's not how I how I'm going to create that. And I will always consider who this person is and how they conduct in the world and not necessarily take their considerations because they have their own beliefs. They have their own conductions. And everybody loves to tell you how things weren't work, will not work out for you. They love to tell you how things did not work out for them, right? They're doing it from the kindness of their heart. They want to make sure that you don't screw up, right? If we had listened to people about moving to California, we would have never moved to California. <clears throat> I think there was probably two out of 10 people that told us it was a good idea. All right. So <clears throat> number seven, radio station, frequency. I love ex explaining it this way. There's a big fat radio station in your life and you are tuning into different stations based on your frequency and you are tuned into different stations with different people depending on how you feel about them, depending on what you believe about them. So your radio station dial is what you're tuned into. It's your mood. It's your state. You can be... Um, perfectly happy and having a good time with your friends and then come home to your family and tune into a totally different station and be cranky and upset that nobody did the dishes today. So it's up to you. It really is up to you what radio station you decide to dial into. And the radio station that you decide to dial into is definitely a habit. You know, there's those habits that you have of how you conduct with certain people. And the way to change the radio station is just to decide 
that you're going to respond differently. When you come home to those sink full of dishes, instead of getting upset about them, you can either do them, feel gratitude that your family is eating good food, the food that you bought, or you could ask nicely for someone to do the dishes that they dirtied, or you could just leave the dishes and go back out and go out to eat. I mean, you have choices here, people. You are not in a prison. This is not a life of imprisonment. This is a life where you get to choose. This is a life where you get to decide in each and every moment where the energy's going, what frequency I'm tuning into, what radio station I'm going to dial into. And because of the conduction of emotions and because of the addiction of emotions, because remember, emotions download hormones and chemicals, it's very easy to do the same thing over and over again. And the definition of insanity is doing that and expecting different results. If you want different results, it has to start with you. You can't expect different people to act differently and you can't expect people to act differently than they ever have. You have to respond differently if you want to change the vibe between the two of you. Um, that space gives you choice. So again, I always have to you know, mention meditation, meditation, meditation. We are starting a new M21 Revolution July 1st to help you meditate. It's a 21-day journey. It's a free group on Facebook donation-based challenge, and it will help you to commit to 21 days of quieting your mind, of sitting there, changing your state, and getting into this blissful place that I love so much where there is no thought, where you just get deeper and deeper into higher consciousness, where new energies are born, where you tap into something different, where you tap into the stream of infinite intelligence and wisdom. And that space that you create gives you choice so you're not in automatic behaviors, so that you're not in automatic thought patterns and automatic emotions. It gives you that time and space to decide, do I want to be mad at people right now? Do I want to feel disrespected? Do I want more of this in my life? It gives you that choice, which is a beautiful thing. All right, number eight, as long as you are not a slave. Oh, that was actually part of number seven, not being a slave to your emotions. Number eight is proof. And if you are a slave to your emotions, journal, 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 get your journal out, meditate, ask yourself some questions, get involved in my new group, get involved in my creators group. We're doing writing prompts that are helping us to reach these, these really deep places that need healing, that need releasing and need to be expressed in some way so they're no longer stuck in your body. Uh, number eight, proof. Have you ever manifested? Have you ever manifested anything? Remind yourself. Write it down. Reflect on how many times you've manifested. Because, you know, we all have this great manifestation journey and we tend to forget about it and we don't celebrate it. And when we forget about it, then the monkey mind gets us and goes, you're no good. You know, that shitty committee comes in and says, you're no good. You don't know how to manifest. What the heck are you doing? All right. Number nine, split energy. Wanting it and not believing in it, that's split energy. Giving up on it, you know? I've tried. I've been manifesting for a long time. I'm just going to let it go. This is where dreams go to die. Being in fear 
and spending more time against what you want, spending more time in what you don't want to happen than you are spending in what you do want to happen. So that's split energy. It's not believing in what you really want to manifest. And if you don't believe it, you can't create it because the belief is what amps up the energy field. 10, writing is the strongest form of focus. Writing brings clarity, celebrating, noticing the signs, even if they're small, the smallest of signs are just amazing and fun. You know, the license plates for where you want to live, the baseball team that you want to join, the um, the business that you want to create, the wealth that you want to experience. You know, I see these beautiful cars and these beautiful homes. I'm always in places like Newport and Laguna that have these incredible beach houses. And I get excited by that stuff because that's abundance in my field. So when you get excited about it, it absolutely manifests. All right, quantum physics, really quick. Our thoughts come from our beliefs, right? So we have a thought that came from something that we believe. So we have a thought about something, a thought pops into our head. Sometimes thought forms come from other people too as well because there's a field around us, right, in those thoughts. So if all of a sudden you have a weird thought and a weird fear about something, it could just be a thought form in the air. So thoughts come. We have a belief about that thought. We evoke emotion about that thought, and then that energy starts to go out into waves. As we continue on that train, that wave breaks down into particles and becomes physical matter. Now, what stops this process or slows this process down is our disbelief, our um, impatience, our sadness about it, our lack about it our, you know, unworthiness about it, our low self-confidence and low self-esteem, our belief that nothing good will happen for us. All those things slow down the energy field and dissipate the wave. So if you really want the wave to continue, you got to sit down, you got to feel it, you got to visualize it, you got to envision it, you got to really feel it, and you got to really trust and believe it, and then activate energy towards it. All this waiting you know, there's time, there's time that the energetic needs to turn into the physical. And if you're just sitting there waiting, it slows the energy field down. And that's fine because it still will manifest. But if you want to speed up the energy field, you got to activate. You got to do something towards it, whether it's writing your story every day, whether it's, you know, creating a business, whether it's researching businesses, whether it's, you know, looking at pictures of Hawaii, whether it's picturing yourself on the beach, whether it's laying in the sun and imagining you're there, whatever it is. I used to lay by my pool and pretend I was in California. I would close my eyes and see myself there and I would imagine the palm trees above my head and now I do that and now it's there and now it happened. Okay, so that's how it works. All right, so do not wait. Expectation is not waiting, okay? Allowing is not waiting. All of this stuff is part of the energy field of manifestation. So allowing means you've done everything you can do, and now you're going to leave the field open. And now you're going to trust and allow the energy field to start delivering to you, and you're going to be looking you're going to be looking and noticing signs. You're going to be following the breadcrumbs. You're going to be following the trail 
to the manifestation and not just sitting there waiting. Because when we're waiting, we're kind of like, we're not really conducting. We're just waiting. We're twiddling our thumbs. We're kind of bored, right? No. When we're in allowing an expectation, we're in a little bit of excitement. We're like waiting. We're kind of like, okay, where is it? Where is it coming from? I don't even know what's going to happen today. I can't wait to see what's going to manifest from this. That's the energy of really conducting. Um, you know, losing hope, getting miserable, all those things will slow down the energy field, annoyance, frustration, worry, all of that will slow it down. So watch the field for signs. Absolutely watch the field for signs. And as you see a sign, whether it's a license plate, whether it's a butterfly, whether it's a certain color car, whether it's a person that you meet, an opportunity that happens, a phone call that you get, all of those signs need to amp up your emotion. They need to amp up your energy field and help you to feel more excitement towards the manifestation and that will make the energy go faster. That is how you become a really powerful manifester. That is how you up your manifestation game. So I've got you know two programs going on. One hasn't started yet. One is already underway, but you can start it you know as soon as today. My email is livelifegolden at gmail. You can also get it through my website, www.livelifegolden.com. The first one is my creator's program. That is when you're, if you are looking to create, if you are looking to get out of resistance and really do something that your heart has been calling you for, for way too long, I will help you do it. This program is so tailored to whatever you need. So, you know, we're back and forth through email. I've got community support going on in the group. I'm sending out videos. As people are bringing me resistances, I'm dealing with them in the videos. I've done um, an emotional release. I'm going to release a guided meditation this week and a new teaching. So I do a teaching every week. This last week, I did universal law and creating and how we align it with creating. Plus, I'm posting in there every day. So that is my first group. That's $200 for two months. And then we'll take it further if you want to publish, actually get a book self-published. I can do that start to finish. Then if it's just something that you want to use for creating and business, let's talk about it. I know how to create websites, podcasts, YouTube channels. Like I've just self-taught myself all these things and I've done it now where I can break it down into steps where it doesn't feel overwhelming, which feels really good to people who have felt overwhelmed for, for too long. Uh, my next program will start, I believe, on July 11th. We'll see how that goes since this one, this baby was just born this morning. That's going to be four weeks of becoming a really powerful creator. And um, there'll be more information coming about that. I'll probably do a little video on the details of that. But you can email me if you want to get in that group right away. So let's create. Let's do this thing together. Let's become powerful creators. Let's create the reality that we want to live in. Let's leave all this world BS behind and create joy and abundance and freedom and a zest and vitality for life that we can share with others. Because we only get one of these. So, I mean, I think. I don't know. But, I mean, while we're here, you know, while we're here, why don't we just get the most out of it? That's the way I'm kind of living right now. Like, why don't we just get the most out of it? And let's just have the most fun we can possibly have. All right. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>